Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Michael Miller, and with me tonight is Paul Morley. He's back on the air. Paul, how are you, sir? Just great. That is excellent. It's good to have you back. I no longer need to flounder, despite some excellent guest co-hosts while you're gone, <laughs> you by did the way. You a fine one, yeah. It's true. I, we can co-flounder now, which is going to be so, so much We're more entertaining for everyone who can listen. It's good to be here. We're going to be talking about a number of topics, including one that has been going on for a while now, but I sort of want to wait and get some additional information because it definitely deserves uh, a bit of conversation. And this falls under, of course, our favorite heading, or at least Paul's favorite heading, which is to say that you should be afraid and probably panicking at any, at any moment now. Yes. Yes. Paul, we missed this without you. It did not get played. Well, it was. It almost got played. I tried calling in, and lamely, it didn't come across. <laughs> well, fear and panic. <laughs> this, the fear and panic this time around is perhaps not quite as sensationally alarming as sometimes. But everyone has certainly by now heard of General Petraeus and his Curtis, affair. Yes. yes. It's been all over the news. It's been a big deal. It started right after the elections, and he was the director of the CIA. He's since resigned over an affair with his biographer. And before that, he was, of course, a very high-ranking general and a very re- well-respected general. But since all of that has come out, no, don't worry, we're, n- we're not a political show now. We're not going to be talking about politics. But what's become... Are we a hanky-panky show? Yes, Apparently. obviously. No, no, no. Hanky Paul, stay away from me. Hanky. Just because people can't see it doesn't mean you should do it. Okay, <laughs> so what it really, what's really come to light is that this has also been an issue of privacy in the sense that the FBI started investigating Paula Broadwell mm. after she sent some threatening email messages mm-hmm. to someone she saw as a romantic rival. When she thought she was doing it covertly. Very covertly, and... And so it's worth look to go over how it was done. It was relatively secure by most people's standards. Right. They they what? They used a separate email account that was not tied to any of their email accounts. Correct. And they never did it from home. They never did it from home. She sent all of her emails from various coffee shops, hotels, mm-hmm. places on the road, and they they'd actually never sent emails to one another or tried not to. They used right. a draft inbox right. on that same they, email they, account. Well, they had a shared email account and shared passwords, mm-hmm. so they could just go to the draft box and read racy messages. Not the hanky-panky show, Paul. Okay. <laughs> so as it turns out, that wasn't enough. We just happened to have a transcript of some of those racy messages. No. Did you invent them? Did you write them all down? Yeah. I yeah, I thought so. As it stands, the FBI, because threatening messages are an issue for the FBI, the messages were reported to the FBI. They started whipping out their tools to try and track down the source of these email messages. And the lengths to which they went to are both impressive and potentially somewhat disturbing, depending on how much you like your privacy. Yeah, because apparently they did not need subpoenas. No, well, they needed subpoenas. They didn't need a warrant, is my understanding. At least for some of it. For some of it, they don't even need a subpoena to get the data, to intercept the data. Data that is sent between you and another source, if it's not encrypted, it can be intercepted. And that means between you and a website, between your laptop and a wireless connection, whatever it may be. They can they can collect that with a subpoena. They yeah, can go correct. so much further. They just need to get in touch with whatever entity they want to gather information from, whether it's a coffee shop or a hotel right. or Google, and they can generally get what they want. Unless and, that the person objects, and then but, then they might need to get a subpoena. Right. This or or, or a warrant for that matter. Yeah. Yep. Or a warrant. Right. Ju- um, judicial intervention. So in this case, they started going and tracking. They, they, all of these email messages were sent from public IP addresses in hotels and in coffee shops around the country or on the East Coast. And so what they did is they started to cross-reference the hotels and check and see which guests had checked in at all of those hotels, which is pretty pretty smart if you think about it. Right. And then to get access to the email account that they identified it belonging to, they subpoenaed Google, and they just got access to the account. In this case, your password security wouldn't have done you any good. They just sent in a subpoena, and Google, uh, these days, you know, generally, they try to comply with law enforcement, understandably enough. So I guess they were looking for what other addresses had people from this address gone to. Right. Cross-reference, or by, you know, by extrapolation. 
or triangulation, mm-hmm. so to speak. And in this case, they actually found emails from General Petraeus, which they assumed then meant that he his account had been hacked, and that didn't turn out to be the case, and the rest is history. What's interesting for the average human being is that even if you take precautions of being anonymous online, even if you take your uh, precautions to make sure that your account is not traced to you, or in general, if you're not taking any precautions at all, there's nothing stopping law enforcement for any reason from getting access to your account, uh, examining what is there, and drawing conclusions based on what they find. Right. So, yeah, you can you can resort to covert measures, but you should never feel... Um, completely safe you can try to be you can try to hide but you're just going to die not being prior or something yeah something like that all right we'll leave it at that indeed and it's worth noting what google has reported that they received 20,000 requests from various governments around Mm -hmm. the world for its users private data in the first six months of 2012 yeah Nearly 8,000 of those requests came from the U.S. government, and about 7,000 of them were fulfilled to some degree, an increase of 26% from the prior six months, according to Google stats. Yeah. That's a lot. That's crazy. And so in this case, it, the FBI was legitimately investigating a, an issue where someone had sent threatening messages, a great reason not to do that, and also a great reason to report those messages if you ever get them. The FBI will investigate potentially, and they will follow through. But it's also a wake-up call to anyone who thinks that your information on the Internet is private or that perhaps who are you worried about it being private from? If you think that it's perfectly safe for the government to have access to all of your private data anytime you want to, that's fine. You can rest easy. If that doesn't sound like something that you're 100% skookum with, then you shouldn't rest easy because currently that's the case. They can get access to your accounts, and they can find out what they need to find out with little to no intervention from you. I think it's safe to say that anything you put into type is readable on some level by other people, other than the people you sent it to. Yeah, I think that's a generally robust. If you really want to be safe, and there have been many articles on the Internet after this going over the details of, okay, how can you be truly anonymous online? And the answer is you can to, to a degree, I mean, obviously, if you mess up with whatever it is, how you anonymize yourself, how you encrypt your data, et cetera, et cetera, someone can find you out. But, yeah, there are steps you can take that would have baffled the FBI in this case. And there are definitely steps that people take in other countries with more oppressive governments to hide themselves in that way. But the bottom line is, if you're not super tech savvy, and if you're worried about, if you care about the contents of your email, or if you would not want them to come to light, really the only thing you can do is not write it, and not save it. That's right. Because the other thing is, is you might delete it from your computer, it'll be saved somewhere else. And that's the lesson we've seen from Facebook, we've seen that in emails, and so on and so forth, electronic Electronic means of conveying information from one person to another, and most importantly in this case, electronic data you store on someone else's computer is not private. Right. That's really the bottom. If it was on your computer, sure. If you if you write it on your computer, you store it on your computer, it's pretty easy to encrypt and save. But if you're sending it elsewhere and if you're relying on Google or Apple to store your information, that is not the case. Right. Definitely fear and panic. Yeah, very a grim, happy little note. <laughs> Have you been enjoying your technology, Paul? Has it been doing what it needs to be doing? Well, more on fear and panic. I've had some troubles lately. Really? My my um, my iPad has been doing weird things. Well, actually, before I roll into that, I want to know if anyone else has anything to comment about our news commentary. Good point. Yes, or if they have their own travails and troubles, commentary, general questions to Paul about your love life, really whatever you want to do. Panky and panky. Yeah, no, negatory on that, particularly <laughs> on the air. You can text me is what you have to do first so we can screen you. Text me at 907-841-7368. Or you can get in touch on Facebook, facebook.com slash jam. And we will give you a phone number to call because we care about you and we want your questions answered. And we want you to call in oh so very much. In fact, as an example, last week Douglas Bourne, uh, should I have said the last name online? No, probably not. Douglas called in. We're going to bleep that out later. <laughs> Sorry, Doug. Yeah. Everyone forgot that right now. Anyway, he got a free app, Yes, which is very exciting. If you want a free app and you're one of the people who call in or get in touch, you are placed in the queue for getting a free application. So 
Give us a text. Give us, drop us a message on Facebook with your first and last name and a phone number, and we will go ahead and get in touch with you. More and more people have been doing it. It's true. It's becoming. It. It's the new in thing. We're basically the new Facebook for all intents and purposes. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> Moving on to Apple News before we start some troubleshooting, and I'm kind of excited about this. There's already rumors and leaks of Apple OS 10.9 coming in. We're on 10.8 right now, Mountain Line, 10.9. No one knows what kind of cat it will be. But the scuttlebutt is, and it seems, well, exactly, it seems pretty likely that Siri, everyone's most favorited personal assistant on the iPhone, is going to be available on your local macOS operating system, Mac operating system. Translation, not just on your iPhone. Isn't that what I said? In a matter of speaking, ah, yes. okay. So you can have your Mac do things for you, which has been a long... We've tried this. We've had many iterations of voice-controlled Macs over the years. That was available 15 years ago. I remember seeing the ads. And it never quite caught on. So it'll be interesting to see if now we're going to have computers that we can finally, finally say things like, ah, make me a cup of... Probably still not make you a cup of tea, I guess. We're still not at Star we're Trek level. That, we're working yeah. on that. But make an appointment. Make a note. Make a to-do. Search something up. Or even dictate text that's going to be built into your Mac, hopefully in the upcoming 10.9. But you can ask Siri to do ridiculous things, and the responses are very humorous. So. That is going to be the primary reason Siri is used in the future, is just to entertain us when we're lonely. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> It's also going, they're also incorporating Apple new Maps API. In other words, Apple's Maps data, which is currently, they use Google Maps data on the Mac. They're going to be using their new Maps data. It's the same thing they've done on the iPhone on the Mac instead of what they have had before. Well, some people consider that bad news. Some people consider that good news. You can't be all negative all the time. Sure we can. Well, just because just because it's come under some unjustified attack doesn't mean it's not the best thing since sliced bread. Now, wait a minute. Not quite unjustified. We saw the pictures of... of Falsified by Microsoft, surely. <laughs> right. Train stations that were labeled as parks and such. That's normal, yeah. right? If you're in Tokyo, a train station is kind of like a park. <laughs> It would, Maybe not. Except for the trees. So it's had it's had a few problems. They're working on them. That's that's the rumor anyway. Supposedly okay. it's getting better. I'm, it's, I'm it's sure being it cloud. It's being cloud repaired as we speak. Yes. <laughs> we'll see. And of course, Paul, you're excited to upgrade 10.9 as soon as possible. Mm, maybe not. Are you, are you are you even on 10.8? Yeah, I think so. Mm. But we're not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure either. You know, Apple is going on a pretty aggressive update policy, and they're probably going to be doing this every year. So you better strap in and get ready. I'm not sure it's coming after 10.9, 10.10, 10.11, or just OS. It won't be OS X anymore. It won't be OS 10. It'll be OS 11. Maybe it'll be OS XXX. You know, you may think you're the first one to say that, but that's actually been an incredibly popular joke on the internet. <laughs> And I'm not sure I'm interested in using OS XXX. Okay, moving on to Paul's idea of a great operating system. Apple stock prices dropped the lowest point in six months, which has been brought to my attention by more than one person. Maybe OS XXX would spice things up in the sales realm. <laughs> Maybe that's what Apple is planning on. Maybe, and probably not. At the Maybe same time. not. Mm. So they've dropped. They've dropped considerably. Well, yeah, considerably. F- lowest in how long? Six months? Six months, uh, which I don't even know what that means. They were, they were, what, at $12,000 a share? Or so. Right. So what are they at now? Oh, poor babies. Something like 500 I think, per per item. And apparently, there's been a lot of... $527.68. Spe- oh, that sounds really bad, doesn't it? Yeah, terrible. I would be... For anyone who claims that they're worried about this, and oddly enough, I've had a couple of people walk up and be like, "Wow, Apple's really going down the tubes." There's been a lot of there's been a lot of speculation about why that is, including speculation that Apple has been failing to innovate lately, which I find really kind of ridiculous, considering they never pre Steve Jobs they also they didn't produce magical new products on a two year cycle. Yeah, it's we, ridiculous. It, it, we really they they were not some sort of super in, invention machine mm-hmm. that spat out a genre defying device every right, year. Right. It did not happen and it's not going to happen now. Right. They they made something, they improved it for a long time, they came up with something else 
five years later. Yeah, it's it's such a sign of the times. And we know, want it now. We, we want, want it now, 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 now. It's true. And look, you know, that kind of lapse in, in serious innovation results in a 25% drop in value since September. You know, it's interesting. It, it, the other interesting thing, of course, is that apparently they haven't been exceeding Wall Street's expectations, right. which is a favorite. I Perhaps this that. isn't really that fascinating to people on the show, but I have to say it's my, one of my favorite gripes is that why should we care about Wall Street's expectations? This is a slightly tied also to Pixar, with the, the animation company, and their stock dropped after a recent hit movie that mm-hmm. they had, which totally it was a blockbuster, the number one movie of the weekend, et cetera, et cetera. But Wall Street was disappointed it wasn't as great of a yeah. hit as they had wanted. Right. So, yes, of course. It didn't break records. It didn't break all the records they wanted broken last time. Yeah. So they're selling the stock. I, I sometimes think that if you want an example of sheep syndrome, you just have to look at people who buy and sell stocks. Yeah. So, by the way, in that same period, Facebook's been down 40%, HP has been down 56%, Intel is down 30%, and Microsoft is down 19%. So it seems like everyone's unhappy with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Awesome. Although, speaking of Microsoft, they're doing something cool for a change, which is they're powering one of their data centers. Everyone's building data oh, yeah. centers these days. It's the hip in thing to do. They're powering it with uh, biogas, which, which I think is a very nice way of saying poop. Yes. They're powering it with poop, which, mm-hmm. uh, outside of all the jokes we could make about Microsoft, is, by poop. is pretty cool. They're building us next to a gray water facility, mm-hmm. and they're going to be... I don't really know how any of that works. I'm just going to make a note that they're doing that, because I try to be fair. Well, they're talking about a fuel cell that I'm not exactly clear on if they mean hydrogen fuel cell that they're getting from the methane or what. A little bit vague in the, the reading we had. Well, maybe we have someone listening who is an expert in methane, gray water, wastewater, power production. We'd love to. That actually wouldn't be bad to have on the show. Absolutely. And speaking of experts, did you know that gamers are better than surgeons in operating robotic surgery tools? Well, all right, let's get into it. (laughs) What? You don't worship at the altar of the game, Paul? (laughs) No. (laughs) You're not. You're not playing Angry no, Birds I'm a right teacher. now. Oh, <laughs> do you teach video games? <laughs> no, and I don't use games to teach. Hmm. Okay, so what's your perspective? Um, I think it's interesting that, uh, according to a source we were looking at, that uh, high school students spent an average of two hours gaming, and college students. I thought this was shocking. We're spending four hours with a four-hour gain, or mm-hmm. excuse me, a two-hour difference mm-hmm. in their in their gaming time, and and yet the the high school students equally performed. So it was almost oh, I as though that the Dang. the excess of two hours did not do much to improve hand-eye coordination, and the the young people in the research study uh, could in remote um, remote, what do you call it? Uh, robotic. Robotic surgery, thank you. Uh, even outperformed some of the residents um, just in that kind of scenario, but certainly did not outperform in the actual hands-on using the scalpel in the body. I noticed that you emphasized that. Yeah. It's true, they didn't, but I do find it interesting from the perspective that robotic surgery is becoming more and more common, Absolutely. which is why they, they ran the test. And um, there's definitely been, for a long time, I think a lot of people who have played games have had people say that it doesn't bring anything of value into your life. And more and more, there have been any number of studies, including this one, which is why I brought it up to begin with, that show that it does improve aspects, whether it is reaction times, hand-eye coordination, focus on certain things, and I feel that this, to some degree, is validation, even if it also does show that our college students may be spending a fair bit of time playing video games instead of studying. I find that just impossible to comprehend. Really? Yeah. I, I, to, to be honest, I, that was a totally expected number for me. To have that kind of time to, to engage in that? Well, but think about it. What about, what would it have been, say, 20 years ago? How much time would have been spent by someone who's not a really high-achieving student on partying? Or mm-hmm. beer? Or mm-hmm. TV? Or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. Um Arguably, I, you know, four hours a day is, is a 
you know, I don't know how we're going to come up with that statistic, but arguably there are plenty of students who spend a lot of time in college not studying. That's true, undoubtedly. And my concern, you know, getting back to uh, my perspective on this, is that uh, kids engaged in gaming are not engaged in a true interactive, interpersonal, communications-based kind of activity. Uh, they're they're not doing anything that furthers um, an, an ability to work with other people and that kind of thing. You know, it's interesting because that can be true. Games can be antisocial. However, more and more games are becoming social, both by in terms of the fact that you're playing online games with other people, and more and more you're playing games in if you're playing, let's say, using a PlayStation or a Nintendo or whatever the latest console is, which uh, you're well, you're playing with people in the same room. Now you may laugh, you may <laughs> you may say that you're not actually interacting with those people, but there have and there are studies that show this too. And I've actually wanted to get uh, there's a lady I can't remember her name who wrote a book about this who has specifically noted that games that promote cooperation between players, games that depend on people working together, have a significant impact on how people can cooperate together in work environment or who can cooperate together on projects. And th- there is a correlation. And so I think that. You're absolutely right. I mean, there's no question that there's been any number of people who have used games as an escape and who have used games as a way of avoiding the real world. But I would say that the same charge could be levied against a lot of forms of entertainment. And I think that studies like this and other studies show that it's a mixed bag. It's not just, okay, you spent two hours playing video games in your life. That mm-hmm. Those two hours of your life are gone. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. what kind of games do you play? Yeah. And how do you balance that against other things in your life? Mm-hmm. That would be my statement. That and I really like playing video games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I will find whatever justification I need to to make sure that everyone supports my cause. <laughs> we'll have to leave it at that. I'll rope you in, Paul. You'll be playing World of Warcraft before you even know it. I did do it the one time. With it's you. true. Yeah. And I will. I will. I have to note that I spent I, this weekend. I played World of Warcraft with a friend who is just moved to Michigan, which is. Many, many miles away, and I got to hang out with them. I mm-hmm. got to have a conversation. We talked about various things in the same format that we had an activity, and it was really nice. It was a great excuse to get together, and we talked about any number of things outside of what we're doing with the game. Hmm. So there is that. Okay, on that happy pro game note, we are at the bottom of the hour. We're going to hit next half hour. We are going to be talking about traveling with your iPhone, about editing videos with your iPhone, and a wireless microphone, whether or not that will be useful to you. We'll be right back. Give us a call. Do text us. Support for KBRF Community Radio is provided by Gelato Cadrino, Alaska, serving the tasty Italian ice cream to patrons both in Wasilla and now Palmer. Using imported ingredients and local Valley dairy products, Gelato Cadrino, Alaska, uses a fourth-generation Italian gelato recipe. A little experience of Italy and authentic gelato flavors such as hazelnut, chocolate, pistachio, vanilla, and fruit, and many more. Created fresh daily, can be sampled at the Wasilla location at City Center Business Park, 609 South Kinnick Goose Bay Road, and now in Palmer at the Palmer Downtown Deli, 550 South Alaska Street. Gelato Cadrino, Alaska, supporting healthy, sweet tastes of Matsu Valley and community radio. Community radio is what you make it. If you want to be involved with Radio Free Palmer, contact us on the web, radiofreepalmer.org. We're looking for ideas, we're looking for volunteers, and we're looking for help. Thank you so much, and enjoy. And we are back. Again, if you want to call in, number to text, 907-841-7368. I feel I should be pounding that message into everyone's heads all the time. We're back, and Paul, you were just on a trip, which is why you were gone for the previous couple of shows, and you mentioned that you came back with a couple of issues with your phone. Yeah, and some of them have strangely resolved themselves, but others have not. And uh, one of the first... It's a metaphor for life. Yes, indeed. One of them was um, 
troubling in that I could not shut off my iPhone. That yeah, that's right. That could be troubling. Was I, it was it glowing at you in the middle of the night and was Siri talking to you well, in your sleep? Because that's also I know problem. that my battery consumption has been out of the window, and <laughs> this would help explain that. I would shut it down, mm-hmm. move the little slider over, mm-hmm. and it would shut. It would power down, mm-hmm. and then moments later, there came the Apple. Oh, it would turn itself back on. It would turn itself back on. Hey, that's pretty interesting. And now it's not doing it. Did you do anything in between no. then and now? No. Huh. What issues have stayed? Oh. Any? Well, that one, that one's, I, I'm, I'm really suspicious is not gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there's the camera issue uh, about shooting vertically. And, uh, okay. That's not really a, a software problem. No. It's an operator error. It is. Wondering it's... if there's a way to correct it. Okay, well, for, for the, just to roll back for a second, the advice I gave you at the time was that if the regular operation, whatever you're trying to do on your iPhone isn't doing the trick, whether it's restarting itself, behaving oddly, just as, you know, the basic tenant to troubleshooting is to get closer to a reset, get closer to scratch, go back to zero, step one, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Basically, start from the beginning. And that is the the core method you're going to use with any type of troubleshooting for any type of device. And so with a computer, of course, every tech person is always repeating themselves like a little robot, have you restarted the computer? Mm-hmm. With the iPhone, it's have you restarted the, with the iPhone. What a lot of people don't know, though, is that when you restart the iPhone by just holding the button at the top mm-hmm. until the little slider shows up and says shut down, that is not quite the same as a hard restart. Mm-hmm. And the, a hard restart, you hold the top button, the little lock button, and the home button, that's the round button in the front of the screen, and you hold them down together until the phone restarts itself. Okay. And that resets both in some of the internal circuitry and some of the internal software that a regular shutdown will not do. That's a good tip. I've never done that. It's incredibly handy. It will often solve really bizarre problems. I've had people call me and say, my iPhone's not turning on, my iPhone is frozen, my applications won't launch, whatever it is. The hard, that hard restart is a, a golden troubleshooting key for sure. Very good. I'll try that. Try that. And if that doesn't work, then you're generally looking at a scenario where you probably want to do a restore of your iPhone. And that's mm-hmm. where your Mac or your PC or whatever it is, you hook it up to iTunes and you get a restore button for your phone and it actually wipes it deletes everything on it, so keep that in mind, Mm -hmm. erases everything, Mm -hmm. reapplies a software update, and sets it up as a brand new phone. Now, if you've synced your phone to your computer before doing this, you do have a backup. Mm -hmm. And so you can restore from that backup, and all your stuff goes back on. So it's very important to sync first. It's very important to make sure you've done that backup. But that's a really good troubleshooting step. Again, like with a computer, equivalent to reinstalling the operating system on your computer. So would it get rid of the apps you've downloaded? It would. All those apps would have to be resynced mm-hmm. back onto the phone or re-downloaded. So it's somewhat of a lengthy process. If you have a lot of apps, if you've got a lot of music, and all this is on your computer, you know, we're, you're not looking at a 15-minute process. You're looking at all of that stuff downloading back onto the phone. Mm-hmm. That being said, not only can it often solve weird issues, it can also make your phone faster. If you've got a phone that's stuttering or just jerking a little bit and things are kind of sluggish, that can really make the difference. It can restore it to acting like it was when it was brand new. Mm-hmm. There was something else funky going on, and for the life of me, I can't think of what it was. I think I mentioned it to you at another time. I probably spaced Michael, it immediately. We've got it written down somewhere. Well, the problem is, is once you start relying on your iPhone and your computer to write down notes, is you really start forgetting things really quickly. Yeah. I totally acknowledge that to be true. It's very handy. I don't think my business would survive without doing that. But there's also no question that if I don't write it down, if I don't put it in my calendar, it's gone yeah, out of yeah. my brain. Mm-hmm. That being said, and this is sort of leading into the tip I did want to talk about, you you mentioned that you'd taken a number of videos mm-hmm. with your phone in the horizontal position, yeah. which is not uncommon. And then you get them on the computer and you realize, well, gee, my my movie is playing sideways. That's right. not very useful. Mm-hmm. Which And then, you know, Paul's like, why is my phone breaking? No, I did not make oh. that assumption. Okay. Well, some I knew pe- clearly it was operator <laughs> error. Some people have made that assumption Amazingly enough, these days it's actually really easy to fix. You'll, you'll end up with a video that's upright 
the right way. Mm-hmm. But you'll still have black bars on both sides. So it's not perfect. It's not a perfect fix. You, you are going to end up with the videos kind of funky. But you can def- definitely get it right side up. And the way to do that on the Mac, there's, there's several ways to do that on the Mac. One, iMovie, included with all recent new Macs, will do that. It'll rotate your video for you any which way you want. Hmm. It'll also crop your video so you can get rid of those black boxes, although it also will mean that you'll lose information on the top and bottom. Mm-hmm. And then you can also use just Apple's QuickTime Player, which w- is generally when you're viewing a movie, if you import it into iPhoto or you just view it on your Mac, when you double-click on it, it'll bring it up in QuickTime Player. You can just rotate it right from there and then save the changed version. Mm-hmm. On the PC, you're going to use Windows Live Movie Maker, which I feel high, a rash breaking out when I say that, because Windows Movie Maker, it, it's really a bad piece of software in comparison to many others. But it has one really beneficial one really beneficial feature, I guess would be the right term. It's free, which mm-hmm. is a great price. And Windows Live Movie Maker will let you also rotate your videos, which you could do with your iPhone video. So... Use that, or you could get a real video editing piece of software, for that matter. Um, you know what I don't know, actually, is whether or not iMovie for the iPhone or the iPad will do it. I should have checked on that before we started talking about Because you can get iMovie for your iPhone. You can edit your movies right on your iPhone wow. and upload them, email them to people, upload them to YouTube, whatever you want. And that's really quite cool. But uh, I, I don't know if you could edit. Whoa. What? I was Paul. just checking something because I thought of the other problem I was having. You were just playing video, and that totally freaked me out. I thought my computer was just exploding <laughs> in my sorry. face. I was in the field, and uh, I shot some video in the actual right position, but unfortunately, I was not able to hear sound. Can you think of any reason I wouldn't be able to hear sound? Whatever video you just played definitely had it sound. definitely had sound, and I've played that same video recently. Oh, we have oh, a phone call. We're going to interrupt good. your question mm-hmm. for for a phone call. It will be fascinating. Fire away. Greetings. You are on the air. Hi, this is Margaret from Palmer. Oh, hi. Margaret from Palmer. What a surprise hearing from you. On the other side of the microphone. I know, I know, change. I know. Hey, listen, so I know you guys are talking about photo editing, but I kind of got cross-eyed and got bored. I wanted to ask you a quick question. That's very harsh. <laughs> I might be your only listener, but I am <laughs> Oh, wow. It's just even worse. Okay, well, we're going to cater Ouch. to our only listener. Oh, sorry. We're losing your connection. <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking <laughs> up. Hey, listen, if you want cookies, you better Okay, yo, what's your co- Yeah, what's your question? Cookies? Definitely. Okay. Did you say cookies? <laughs> Cookies, not the viral kind. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So the question I have, and this is not in terms of technology, well, it is for future technology. I was wondering if you guys could do a show now that we're entering into the Christmas season, um, talking about, like, purchasing stuff online and what are sort of best strategies, you know, what are good deals. Essentially, how do I ship things? You know, living in Alaska is really challenging to buy for people who live all over the country, et cetera. You know, if you have certain strategies, et cetera, for buying online and getting the most out of your your dollars and managing that. Sounds pretty materialistic. We're very non-materialistic here. Um, yeah, tell me about it, XXX. <laughs> well, we have actually, yeah, it's funny you should mention that because I was thinking about that before the show started and I even did a little bit of preparatory preparation, but we never, we haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, there, I have all sorts of hints and I don't know to what degree they'd apply to someone shopping in a store, but I think my hints in order of usefulness would start with, a, go, particularly at times like this when you have a Black Friday coming up and people are putting everything on sale left, right, and center. There's generally also Cyber Monday as a result. A lot of online retailers slash their prices on the Monday after Black Friday so you don't have to face those shopping lines in supermarkets or in the stores. 
you can buy things online. The great thing, of course, about buying things online, and almost every major vendor now, let's say Best Buy, Costco, Office Max, Walmart, Fred Meyer, whatever it is, also offer their wares online, you can then ship it to a different location than your billing address. So rather than buying something, shipping it to Alaska, and then shipping it to your friends and family, you can buy it online for a nice reduced rate and ship it off to someone elsewhere. That being said, a lot of people also like to shop local, which I would encourage and I think is a really awesome idea. If you're doing that, really your best bet for getting a good shipping rate are probably flat rate shipping boxes. And the reason I mentioned that and how that ties into a technology show is a lot of people don't know, you can buy your shipping labels for a flat rate box online. So if you go and you get a bunch of flat rate shipping boxes from the postal service or have the postal service ship them to you, you can then print your postage online, attach it to the box, place a single line right. in your life. Nice. It is. It's awesome. It's really you can do that with envelopes, you can do that with packages, no gigantic holiday lines as anyone who's faced the Palmer Post Office knows. So can you do like a like a can you post it somewhere in town or something? I feel like people should know this, or maybe we can put a petition sign outside of the For everyone to use flat rate boxes? Because really the post office is like the most heinous place right now. Um, anyway, all right. Well, thank you for that information. Um, the other thing I was wondering for a future show is maybe a conversation about um, long-distance calls using different media. Because there's like Google Chat, there's mm-hmm. the Google... Or there's Skype. There, Skype I don't know. There's like it, many yeah. things out there in terms of talking with family abroad, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. Communicating with with friends and loved ones elsewhere. Yeah, yes. that's what video games are for. Oh, yeah. (laughs) World of Warcraft. It's your friend. Okay, that sounds like an excellent idea. And actually, when you get off the air, we're going to mention a couple of other things for shopping. Okay. I I do so love talking about shopping. Um, One other thing I was going to mention is there's a really excellent website called slickdeals.net. Slickdeals.net, which could easily be our website of the week, is a really remarkably awesome site that lists every major sale going on in every major retailer or website anywhere and everywhere in the United States. Mm-hmm. And so they keep track of, of, you can just search by category, you can just search by best deal, and they tell you exactly where to get it and what you have to go through to do it. And you can find some redi- really ridiculous deals from obscure vendors online, 40 50% off, left, right, and center. So slickdeals.net, if you really want low-cost holiday shopping, that is your best option. So, Michael, I just have to ask, is there, if not that you're you know, dropping hints or anything, but is there something on slick deals that you saw that if somebody was just happening to want to do some holiday shopping for you that they might consider looking at? Uh, Are you you trying to get me to recommend gifts online for myself? I mean, gladly. I I would like nothing more than a squirrely new MacBook Pro. That would absolutely make my day for 15% off or whatever it is. Yes. So so not socks and underwear. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Call again, please. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great rest of your night. Okay, All right. Thanks. Good night. All right. Bye. So, slickdeals.net. Yes. Really quick, before we hit a couple of other things, Paul, you were you were talking about something, and I can't remember. Oh, we were talking about editing your videos. Yeah. And your, your video wasn't playing sound. I have yeah. no idea what was going on, but one thing I did want to mention that a lot of people often don't realize is your iPhone has a very small microphone. Mm-hmm. which is ridiculously easy to, easy to cover with your finger. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, when you're recording video, there will be no sound. Well, no. This, no? this is a video that you just heard the sound for, that when I've played it at other times recently, it was nothing. Oh, but w- was, your, was your mute switch on? I, no, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It is now, but um, it was That's not. That's a perfect candidate for the iPhone hard restart. Yeah. What can I say? And, you know, that it seems... Interesting that I'm having these inconsistencies with it turning on, you know, randomly and the sound turning off randomly. Uh, yes. Would would charge level have something to do with that? No. Not Basically, you know, what you're describing is you're, what I sort of, as a troubleshooter, lob under the category of messing up. You're 
your computer, your iPhone, your device, whatever it is, it's just being weird. And when that when you hit that stage, that's reassuring. Yeah, it's being it's, weird. I'm yeah, I'm technical. I'm known for the breadth and depth of my knowledge, which is why I'm on the air, of course. And so you just restart it. Don't have an internet connection? Restart your router. Computer acting slower, weird? Restart your computer. iPhone doing weird things? Hard? Restart your iPhone. Wow. The, the list goes on and on. They pay me for this. Incredible. It is. I know. It's it's awesome. really. Quite remarkably awesome, actually. Uh, And you, ladies and gentlemen, are getting this advice for how much? Zero. (laughs) Exactly. And if you call in, you even potentially will get an app. Currently, Margaret's the only one in the running. She's the only one who's called. She might be our winner. She might get a Ferrari app. That's the app that drives a new Ferrari to your door. Wow. It's possible. Yeah. But unlikely. And actually, speaking of apps, that is a really good gift idea that I think a lot of people don't think about. You don't have to give an iTunes gift card when you give someone if you really just don't know what to give. You can gift apps in the iTunes store. That's how we do it. How do you do it? Well, when you have the iTunes store up, and currently, actually, you can no longer do it on your iPhone with iOS 6, oddly enough. Hopefully, they well, not hopefully. You can on 5? Yeah. And 4? Yes, and 3, and 2, and 1. It is very, very weird. There's no... Pay more for less? Well, it's free, so, you know, get get more for less, sort yeah. of. Uh, what can I say? But you can still do it on the computer if you have iTunes, which presumably you have. And if you have iTunes, you can just do a search on the iTunes store for whatever app you want, and there's a drop-down menu for the app, and you can gift it right from there, which is very handy. I do it all the time. So you gift it, and how is it getting to that person? Their email. And the great thing is, is you don't have to know their iTunes, their Apple ID or their iTunes account or any of that thing. They get an email with a, re, a redemption code that they just plug in anytime they want. Interesting. So it's pretty cool. It's and it's a great way to be give a five ninety nine or twelve ninety nine or whatever it is an app that could do something really cool for them. Whether it's streaming music, editing video, hmm. you can do that on the Mac Store too. And I'm sure I haven't played around with it. I should know. It. I'm sure that Microsoft has a similar thing for theirs. Mm-hmm. So in this digital-enabled super media world, giving someone uh, an application might be a really nice gift. Yeah, even a free app. It's true, actually. <laughs> that's that's also true. Even even free just means you're thinking of them. I'll take it. So long as it's not the Craigslist app, then I'll feel a little bit cheated, <laughs> whichever it is. One thing I did want to mention while we're talking about websites and services is uh, just in time for the holiday season, we have a really awesome uh, new service rolling out for phones and iPhones and, oh, actually not for iPhones, a service for people who have tired of paying way too much for their cell phone service, and it's called Republic Wireless. And Republic Wireless is a very cool service. Paul, I'm sorry I didn't mention, I was going to mention this earlier, um, it's okay. I'm taking notes. Okay. I think we just had someone try to call and went to voicemail, but I could be wrong. They might be on, on some hard... Yeah, that's my iPhone. People are texting me angrily that they can't get through it. They'll just have to try again and again. Please try again. Mm-hmm. No. Republic Wireless charges $20 a month for unlimited voice, unlimited texting, and unlimited data. Wow. Everything's unlimited. Uh, there's, it's a prepaid plan, so there's no contract. Pay as you go. Gosh. And the only catch is, if you want to call it that, really, is they only have one phone available right now. It's a very particular Android phone. You have to buy it for $250. Oh. And the way, the reason it's so cheap, apparently, is there, it tries to use Wi-Fi data whenever it can. It automatically switches between cellular data and Wi-Fi. And therefore, anytime it's on your home network, at a coffee shop, whatever, it tries to use Wi-Fi instead. And so they're hoping that that will reduce their costs enough to where they can offer it really cheaply. When it doesn't have Wi-Fi, it uses Sprint's network. So unfortunately, this isn't really applicable if you're in Alaska Mm -hmm. or plan to travel a lot, probably. But if you have friends or family in lower 48 or if you're moving, whatever the scenario is, it's good to be aware that exists. And it's also probably good to get in touch with them and try to get them get service up here, hmm. if possible. Because 20 bucks a month, I mean, mm-hmm. I pay a lot more than that for my unlimited data, and it's not even available from AT&T anymore. Great tip. So, yeah, Republic Wireless. Paul, you, you just took your phone elsewhere out of the country. How did it work? Um, it was good. I, I actually... I only used it in airports and such, but I did buy um, a plan through AT&T. I think it was 
$5 and change uh, a month to have international usage, which was 50 cents per minute less than the standard rate. And it's prorated, so if you're away for two weeks, you're only paying 250 or $3 or whatever it is. Um, so you, you save a little bit of money. That's, um, yeah, and when I've traveled out of the country, I've done the same thing. Their international voice data plan, if you don't plan to be having business meetings, seems totally worth it. Yeah. The only catch was if you wanted to access data, there was there seemed to be no other no way around a very expensive rate like it was uh, two twenty dollars per megabyte or something like that it was it seemed obscenely expensive curiously enough I think someone's trying to call the wrong phone hmm. we're having a technology a technologically in incompetent caller trying to call which is pretty entertaining I don't know how they did I give them the wrong number no, yeah. Oh, I did. <laughs> I'm trying to stay on top of it. Oh, man. Okay. I gave them the wrong number. That's pretty awesome. I think. Please hold. Yes. Please call. I wonder if they call an angry neighbor. I wonder how many people I've given the wrong number to. They're like, we hate Radio Free Palmer. It's not Radio Free Palmer's fault. It's mine. I'm technologically incompetent. This is all a ruse. I'm so sorry. What is the right number? I don't, I'm actually not supposed to stay on the air, I don't think, because then they can call without filtering. But I'm going to give it a shot, and if we get kicked off the air forever, so be it. Uh, well, well, actually, we can do caller ID screening. 745-8900 is the number for here at the radio show. And we strongly encourage people to get in touch with us and call in whenever they possibly can. We prefer the text method. Yes, we definitely do. All right. Well, we didn't ever hit this time around what, what I wanted to hit, which was a, a fairly long segment on transferring data from your old computer to your new computer once you've bought one. Mm. And so we'll go ahead and do that on the next go around because a lot of people get new computers and they often don't realize that in this day and age, your Mac or your PC actually gives you up. Oh, hey, someone got the right number finally. So maybe we can do that in the next program? We will. Okay. You are on the air. Hello. 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 You are on the air. Hi. Hi. Greetings. How's it going? Great. It's going pretty good. You, uh, I'm glad you called the right number. Uh, yeah, I think I tried to call like, uh, I don't know, 25 times. And <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your persistence. That's very commendable. I'm sure you got it wrong. I'm positive it's your fault. I'm positive whoever I call 25 times is going to be super happy. <laughs> <laughs> what what insightful commentary do you have on our show tonight? Well, I was speaking of holiday gift ideas. I thought I'd share some of my own. Great. Oh, no. This better not be hunky and depanky. <laughs> <laughs> well, these, are, these are generally G-rated gifts. Right. Um, we got, uh, no, I actually picked up the new Nintendo system the other day. There is a new one out. It's true, actually. Yeah, well, it came out on um, Sunday, I believe. I, I, were there lines? Were there people um, excited to purchase this? <laughs> well, I live in Oregon. I live in a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the Fred Meyer had a line. I'm not, I'm not confident that uh, most people would want to stand in the line next to these particular people. Um, <laughs> But let's just say, yeah, midnight launch at Fred Meyer, there was a line. Wow. So in in relation to our video game conversation, do you feel video games are incredibly negative impact on your life and that's why you're buying them? Wait, I'm buying them because they have negative impacts? Maybe. Wait a second. That's like listening to emo music, man. (laughs) This is true. Only when video games you get to do something about it. No, of course not. I think video games are, I think it's kind of generally a little bit of a waste of time. But, I mean, there's so many things you can waste time on anyway. You might as well do it on something that's fun. That is true. This is true. And I think for the holidays, I mean, it's a good gift idea. They're getting a little expensive. They're 60 bucks a pop now. Did you say the the games are 60? Oh, yeah, it's true. I mean, that's actually a good point, too. Games are a significant expense for parents for their children uh whether or not we should be giving games to little children is of course a better question that until i'm a parent i won't even know if i can answer oh i think we should let me tell you insta babysitter that's what that is (laughs) and is that is that supposed to be good parenting (laughs) 
It's parenting. I'm not going to say good or bad, but it's parenting. If it keeps them distracted and occupied, perfect. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Paul may not exactly have the right perspective either. <laughs> Paul sounds like he's a parent. I think Paul's a parent. <laughs> I think Paul gets it. I think obviously you don't. <laughs> I I just well, it's true. I didn't I didn't really play video games until much later in life. So I I feel that helped me develop a healthy love for reading and other things. That being said, um, <laughs> reading what's that? Yeah, exactly. Reading on your Kindle. I mean, dog tacky, right? Yeah, on your iPhone screen. Yeah. Well, uh, very good. Very good. Um, well, we're glad you called. Are you, there other ideas you had? Uh, for Christmas? Yeah. Um, or just holiday gifts in general? Yeah. Um, it sounded like you had I, more than one. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I think another thing is, I mean, yeah, depending on the age, a smartphone is a, is a really great thing. I know I just recently switched all of my phones to Verizon service. And I, you know, do they have Verizon up there in Alaska? We do actually. Uh, Verizon, we we it has to piggyback on ACS at the moment, but Verizon is coming up here, so it's going to be a question for people whether or not they, sh- they should switch from Verizon to AT and T. And you know, one thing that's always sort of held me back about recommending that wholeheartedly was the fact that on Verizon, I believe you can't talk and use data at the same time. You you can't. Well, that's not entirely. Of course, on Wi-Fi you can. Um, and on the 4G network, depending on the phone, I think there are some phones that you can. Um, not 100% on that. But as, as a recent switcher, and that was the, oh, probably the only thing that I was hesitant about. I mean, I saved a bunch of money. My 4G coverage is, I mean, of course, way faster than anything you get on, on, uh, AT&T's network. So the, so the, you know, the speed of the internet is just 20 times better. And yeah, you can't talk and text, but listen, if you're talking and testing, texting at the same time, or, or, or talking and serving the net at the same time, you're probably doing an activity that you shouldn't be doing anyway. And you're probably playing a game and driving at that yeah, same time. Exactly. And so if, if you're going to talk to somebody and surf the web while you're talking to them, obviously you're not giving them your attention anyway. Amen, brother. Say, Amen. I, yeah, I would say Verizon is actually <laughs> preserving human communication. Yeah. Like okay, okay. Guy. You guys sound, <laughs> sound biased to me. That's a good okay, that's a good point. And it's true. Smartphones <laughs> are actually a fairly cheap gift now that yeah. you could buy for someone and wrap under the Christmas tree. All well, the yeah, iPhone four, if you switch to Verizon, is free. And I'm sure it's free on other networks. Give me some free smartphone for crying out loud. Hmm. I didn't even thought about that. That is a good hint. We've established that Verizon is the most Wholesome cell phone company. <laughs> are you are you are you a salesman for Verizon? <laughs> why would you think that? Why would you think I'm a salesman for the largest network, the largest 4G network? All right, I thank you. Better trace this phone. <laughs> thank call. you for calling. <laughs> hey, thank you very much. Anytime. All right, okay. bye. All right, guys. Well, we have two people in the queue for a free iPhone app. We'll see who wins. Someone. Certainly. And we'll be back next week, and we'll be talking about transferring data from your old computer to your new computer. Of course, the latest and greatest in news and information and app questions. In the meantime, you can email us with your questions at help, H-E-L-P, at outofajam.net, or post questions on Facebook, and we will answer them on the air. (laughs) I feel so loved. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will talk to you next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving. See ya.